If you enjoy our content and think this is important material, the best compliment you can pay is by sharing this with your friends and family. This helps us out a lot. Also, if you enjoyed today's program, please like, comment, share, and subscribe to this podcast. We would love to hear from you. Truth in My Days podcast is sponsored by the Truth in My Days ministry. Welcome to the Truth in My Days podcast, where we defend the Word of God against the challenges of men. Hello everyone, this is Moses here. We're doing something a little bit different for this series. Dr. Lawrence Krauss, a well-known theoretical physicist and cosmologist, author of A Universe from Nothing, is an anti-theist. That is, he not only does not believe in God, but thinks the whole idea of God should be opposed. Dr. Krauss has posted a series of videos on YouTube called Best Arguments Against Religion Slash Faith. John and Sonia are listening to these videos having never heard them before. So we are hearing him for the first time making these arguments and seeing if we can respond to them without prior preparation. This is an important thing to do because in real life encounters with skeptics, we may have to answer off the cuff. So far, Dr. Krauss is not doing so well. Let us continue with the discussion. Let's continue. This is the start of the recording from the YouTube video. Virgin birth, nothing special about Jesus. Oh, look at all these. They're all supposed to have been born of virgins. This is the end of the recording from the YouTube video. Ah, yes. The claim that the odd virgin birth, Dionysus, Perseus, Buddha, Addis, Krishna, Horus, Mercury, Romulus, and of course, Jesus. You'll find this kind of claim on YouTube and on the internet and memes every time. It's not even remotely true. Yeah, I mean, is Romulus even a god? He just left there with his his brother? Was, I don't recall that they're born from a virgin. None of them was. This is the thing. Somebody made up these claims. It goes on the internet. If you pick up any book on, on actual accounts of the ancient mythologies and read them, you're not going to find a virgin birth in any of them. Story of Buddha, for example, uh, he was he was Prince Siddhartha in what is now Nepal. He was born into the royal family. His, oh, par- he had parents. He had parents. It wasn't a virgin birth. None of these had a virgin birth. The closest you get is, is like some account of, of Zeus turning himself into a snake and impregnating a human female. But that's not a virgin birth. There are no other virgin births. And I'm sorry, this is appalling ignorance on the part of Krauss. He either hasn't bothered to look this up, and he's just gone by memes that he hears, sees here and there. But they're not true. He hasn't bothered to do his research. This is absolute rubbish, folks. This is the start of the recording from the YouTube video. The whole story, in fact, take Dionysus, the Greek god of wine, versus Jesus. It's exactly the same. They were both born from a virgin mother. They were fathered by the king of heaven. They returned from the dead. They transformed water into wine. In fact, they, you know, talked about eating and drinking the flesh and blood of the creator. They were taken as a liberator of mankind. That story has been told over and over again. And this is just one of the most recent renderings. This is the end of the recording from the YouTube video. The most recent rendering? So what was the original rendering? Well, he would say that, for example, Dionysus is before that. But again, read up Dionysus. He didn't do any of those things. 
I'm sorry, Kraus, but if, if you're going to argue this, you need to do your homework. We know what you believe. We've researched it. We've done this. You have obviously not done the research the other way. I don't know why you didn't, but you didn't. And, and what he's saying is, sorry, it's just absolute rubbish. Well, let's continue. Let's hear what Dr. Kraus has to say next. This is the start of the recording from the YouTube video. Nothing special. And the resurrection is nothing special. The myth of resurrection has been around since Osiris. You know, Osiris was one of the major Egyptian gods, and, and uh, uh, it used to be just the kings in Egypt would be resurrected when Osiris was resurrected. But eventually in the new kingdom, anyone could be resurrected with, with Osiris. I was going to say with Jesus, but you, it doesn't matter. If they follow the correct religious rituals. The same, the same nonsense. This is the end of the recording from the YouTube video. Well, this is a little embarrassing because he's doing the same thing here that he did regarding virgin births. It's simply not true that you had all these resurrected gods in the Old Testament. Now, you'll hear this on YouTube from armchair experts making these claims, and you would think that somebody like Lawrence Krauss entering into this kind of talk would actually do a little better job of researching. The way the Osiris uh, myth went is that Osiris was in a battle with a rival god, Set, and Set killed him and ripped his body into 12 pieces, scattered them around, and then uh, Osiris's sister tried to put them back together. She couldn't find all 12 pieces. She found 11, put it together, and Osiris's spirit went to the underworld, and he ruled the underworld. Does that sound at all like a resurrection to you? Uh, it sounds like a failed attempt at somebody else trying to bring somebody back to life. It, it exactly was that. There is no resurrection in the Osiris myth. There's, no, there's nothing corresponding to the resurrection of Jesus anywhere in ancient mythologies. They might have like cyclical vegetation gods that in the spring... Uh, the vegetation comes back and, oh, look, harvest. Well, there's a god there. And then the god passes into the underworld while the vegetation is dead. And then the god springs back out and so on, back and forth. There's no physical bodily resurrection anywhere in ancient mythology. And you would think, again, if you're going to go into this kind of discussion, this kind of debate, this kind of public speech, you really need to do your homework. The fact is the resurrection of Jesus was absolutely unique, and it was absolutely unexpected. His, his own disciples were very hard to convince. It's not something that they thought about. Uh, the pagan Greeks, for example, the, the dominating ethos of that era was that the spirit and the flesh are two separate things. The spirit, only the spirit is good and perfect. Flesh is bad. The Greeks mindset was you're trapped in this body of flesh you want to escape from it so when you die your spirit is escaping that's great you never would want to come back in the body that was just a terrible idea to them you see that in acts chapter 17 when paul has his evangelistic outreach on mars hill and when they hear about the resurrection of the body they think this is just a silly thing you don't have ancient peoples uh, around there in in Paul's day and so say, oh yeah, you know, this we're used to this idea. This is in our myths. This is a good thing. Absolutely not. 
So yes, the resurrection of Jesus was unique. And now there was something about eyewitnesses, wasn't there, Sonia? Yeah, as you said, even his own disciples didn't believe it at first. They they had to see it, and then he appeared to how many hundreds of people after? Well, Paul in 1 Corinthians says they appeared to over 500 brethren at once, and says at that time when he wrote that, uh, the majority of them were still alive. Please note that this is a multi-part series. If you have missed any episodes and would like to listen to them, they will all be available on our YouTube channel and on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You can find the links to these on our website, truthinmydays.com, or you can look for Truth In My Days on YouTube as one word. Yeah, so it's clearly not just a story. Yeah, it's not just a story. They're, they're myths. You can have all kinds of myths about something happened a long time ago in a land far, far away with no way to corroborate it. The thing about the resurrection of Jesus, not only was it unique, but it could be corroborated. And it was corroborated. Eyewitnesses saw it. They preached. And this is why people converted in large numbers, because the, the apostles said, you know, you killed him. He rose from the dead. And we are the witnesses. So in that day and age, you could check with eyewitnesses. Uh, I mentioned that passage in 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul's enumerating the people who saw the risen Jesus. And he says there's over 500, uh, the majority of whom are still alive. He's essentially telling them, look, if you don't believe it, go and check. The eyewitnesses are still there. Now, do you think in that day and age they would have checked? Of course. Certainly, because... Converting to Christianity came with a cost. It came with a cost of persecution of varying degrees, which could go all the way to dying for this belief. Now, if Jesus can actually deliver eternal life, you're willing to pay that price. It's worth it. But if he's not, if he's a charlatan, if he can't be death for you, why would you accept a system that would cause you to suffer? Well, in that case, if you can check, if you can know for sure, of course you will. What would have happened if the people had gone to check and they went to Jerusalem, they're asking the eyewitnesses, and they find there aren't any, they say, no, Paul's making this up. Nobody would have believed. They would have gone back and said, Paul is lying. That would be the end. There would be no Christianity. Yet here it is today. Uh, so obviously the eyewitnesses were able to back up what Paul said. And that means that, yes, it's an historical fact. It's a unique and it's an historical fact, uh, contrary to what Dr. Krauss is trying to hand us here. And even if Dr. Krauss actually did find some ancient stories where there's a resurrection, I don't, I don't really think it matters because that's just a story. Ours is a historical fact. So if someone came up with the idea before and made up a story, really, who cares? It's also interesting that by the time of Jesus, uh, the Greeks really didn't believe their own mythology at all. Some of the, uh, the common people did, of course. But the intellectuals among the Greeks, the thinkers, they were actually embarrassed by, the, by Greek mythology. And they were holding that, well, these are just symbolic stories meant to tell lessons. They actually believed that there was one true God somewhere. They didn't know who it was. But there must be one overriding principle of order behind all of reality, which they called the logos, the word. 
And this is what Paul is appealing to, I think, when he was preaching about their unknown God. He said, I saw, uh, I saw an idol to an unknown God. Like they're trying to cover all their bases and he used that as a jumping off point to say, well, I'm going to tell you that God you don't know about. But these kind of mythologies that people like Krauss want to point to, even most of the people at the time, or at least the, the thinking people at the time, didn't take those seriously. They didn't think they were real. So big difference with Jesus. He was being presented as real. He'd done things in real time and space. In, and there were eyewitnesses to testify to them. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. But please join us for the next part, same time and same place. Thank you for listening to the Truth In My Days podcast with John Torse. If you like our content, please share this information with family and friends. It helps us a lot. We also would love to hear from you. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Truth In My Days as one word again. Truth In My Days as one word. No spaces in between. Or reach us by email at info at truthinmydays.com. You may also visit our website for more comprehensive material and to learn more about our ministry. Our website is truthinmydays.com. Thank you.